Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about wish lists and if this is a good idea or not for holiday shopping. So just in time for the holidays for you to think about this idea. Um, please do subscribe if you've not yet. The most recent one was on career struggles and women in midlife. Okay, so there are two kinds of people, and one of them likes wish lists and one of them doesn't. So a wish list is like a registry where you write down, you know, like you're on Amazon, you could have a wish list or on Etsy or something, and then you could link your partner to the things, you know, or you could just individually you don't need a whole list. Some people just tell their partner what they want to receive. Um, but some people link them to a list so that the person can just buy something off of the list. And this is kind of similar to when children have a Christmas list. Not all children, but the same kind of people who like lists usually do lists for their children. Okay, so first of all, there's a couple big things to think about. Um, first off is do you have joint accounts? If you have joint money then keep in mind that when you're getting somebody something off of a wish list, it's with your money. So that's how it's different with an adult and a child. So a child doesn't have as much money as an adult. So if you buy something for your child, then definitionally that is something they probably could not have bought for themselves. And so you are buying them something that otherwise they couldn't have gotten. When it's two adults doing it, especially with joint money and um, – and I believe that couples benefit from having joint finances, as I've discussed in other podcasts, um, then you are just literally buying somebody something that they could have bought themselves that they also picked out themselves. So some of you who are more avoidant attachment are thinking, yes, sounds great. I will get exactly what I want. There are no hurt feelings. And I, in fact, even know how much money it is. And so I won't even put something on the wish list that is too expensive that I would not feel comfortable buying. So that is a very practical strategy, you know, and that is not probably a highly sensitive person. That's probably, um, you know, a very practical person who really does not like emotional vulnerability in the gift-giving arena. They are more focused on the item that they obtain than the process. Now, contrast this with highly sensitive people or just more sensitive people. They don't have to hit criteria for highly sensitive people. Um, and you could, you know, look up highly sensitive people on my website and learn more about that. It's a trait the 20% of people are highly sensitive people. They're sensitive across sensory and physical and emotional domains. They're more of the creative people, um, you know, people that are that notice things. They're very observant. Anyway, um, the, the point is to a highly sensitive person or even just a more romantic person, the wish list is a terrible idea because they don't get to see that the partner really knows them. So the partner isn't picking anything. 
everything on the wish list was already approved. They didn't have to know you at all. They could have done the same gift for you as they would have gotten for anybody else in as much as they picked item number three on the wish list for you and could have picked item number three on the wish list for somebody else. For a more romantic person or, or the preoccupied attachment partner, Gift giving is a way to see that the person really loves you and knows you. So while it doesn't have to be expensive, it doesn't even have to be that, um, you know, that original. It, it has to be something that, that they know you. you. You know from the gift that they know who you are, what you like, and what's important to you. And that is truly, for, for more sensitive people or more romantic people, it truly is the thought that counts, particularly in the situation that you are an adult with joint money. Now, if you don't have joint money and one of you has so much less money than the other, I mean, I don't think that's going to be a happy marriage, right? If you're married, you need to both be able to have pretty similar spending no matter what the salaries are. There are horror stories of, of men giving their wives an allowance, you know, and basically saying you can't buy anything up until, you know, anything over $50 you have to ask me about, but I can go, you know, buy whatever I want. And same thing with women, where if they are the primary breadwinner, some women can be real assholes just like men can and say, no, you know, this is my money, so like you don't have it, I do, and you got to use only this amount of money. So if anybody is being controlling and financially abusive, then that would be something to go to therapy about, right? Um, but overall, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the more common situation where the money is fairly distributed equally. So then the, the romantic person or the preoccupied attachment person, they don't even know that you know them from the gift that you got them. They wouldn't have a wish list to begin with. But if they did, if you asked them for something, then it really doesn't show much that you know anything about them by the fact that you purchased it. Whereas a more avoidant person likes to get exactly what they want. The thing is more important. This is nothing about the relationship. It's really about obtaining the thing. Now, there is a, a, uh, an exception where a more preoccupied attachment or romantic person has continually be, been disappointed by the partner. And so then they create a wish list so that they are not truly disappointed over and over. And um, what, do you, what do I mean by disappointed? So for example, a woman who loves reading fiction and has never read nonfiction for the past 20 years, her husband gets her a nonfiction book that he liked for her Christmas present. So that would be considered not a good gift, right? Or like the woman is very practical and pragmatic and the husband gets her, you know, a spa day, even though she's never been to a spa, doesn't like spas. And in fact, he likes women who dress, who have their nails done and who are more, let's say, feminine in that way, classically. And and so it's it's a reproach, the gift. It's more like he's trying to get her something that, that he wants her to be like. You know, the gift is somewhat of a criticism. It has nothing to do with her. So in these sorts of situations, instead of continually get disappointed or hurt, some highly sensitive or romantic people will make a wish list, but that's more of a workaround to avoid a, a bad outcome, a disappointing or a critical gift. It, it, it isn't what they really want. So what would they really want? What is, I mean, I have a whole post about this, the ultimate gift guide to not getting a gift that your wife doesn't hate on the Dr. Psych Mom website. But really, if you just 
get them a piece of clothing that's the same brand and size as something that they usually wear, you really can't go wrong. That's not a wish list, remember. That's something that you are observing is something that they frequently wear and they like. You are looking at the brand. You are looking at the size. It's right there in their closet, and you're getting that. Or jewelry from a, uh, you know, a, a place that they like. Earrings from a place that they've bought from before. A book from an author that they've already read. Something like that. So it shows that you know them and that you care about what their tastes are and their preferences. That's a good gift. It really does not have to take that much effort as long as you understand that it has to be something that is similar to something that they already like. Sometimes people try to be super creative and like introduce somebody to something new as a gift. That's not going to be a good idea. You know, generally, unless you guys are totally, you know, very, very simpatico and on the same page and very closely romantically attuned, you know, it's it's not a good idea to introduce somebody to like a new style of clothes, especially a sexier style or lingerie or something, which is a reproach in a gift. A gift should be something that they already like and wear. So you may not love that your wife wears sweatshirts all the time. And so you may want her to wear something sexier. Christmas gift is not the time to do that. Neither is her birthday. In fact, no time is the time to do that for a gift. That's a gift for you. And I talk about it specifically in the podcast when you don't like how your wife dresses. And you got to frame it specifically as a gift for you because that's what's honest. And people respond to honesty. They don't respond to, you know, fake or, you know, backdoor kind of backhanded compliment type of gifts where you're basically criticizing who they are with your gift. So this whole wish list idea is very interesting because it, it really, it transcends just the gift sphere. So more avoidant people, they want to be asked exactly what they want to eat and then eat exactly that. Whereas, you know, people who are more into the relationship as a priority, whether that goes to the realm of preoccupied attachment or it's just a more sensitive person, they would like you to cook a meal that you think they would like. But they don't want to say, I want a cheeseburger and fries. Like, because it doesn't really matter. You know, what matters is that you're trying to make them a nice meal. With more avoidant people, this is why acts of service is so big for more avoidant people. They do prioritize the act over the person, truly. You know, like they will say, no, I didn't like dinner as much as I would have if it was a cheeseburger and fries. And this is like very uh, frustrating to a more sensitive partner or a partner who prioritizes the thought that counts. So they will like, let's say they'll, the, the person likes Chinese food, right? So they will take the person to a new Chinese restaurant. But then that person might say something like, but I don't like the ambiance of this place. I like better the place near us. And I wish that you would just take us to the place near us all the time. So here's a situation where the person is taking your wants into account, but they're also wanting a little bit of creativity, a little bit of just a little bit. They're not saying you have to like Italian food. They're saying, I know you like Chinese food, but they're trying to like do something special but the person doesn't recognize it as special. They don't recognize that effort. They don't care. They want to eat what they want to eat. Or in terms of acts of service, uh, they'll say, you know, can you, clean, can, can you clean up the living room? 
and the guy will clean up the living room, except that he doesn't uh, vacuum, you know, exactly the way that she wants, right? And then she'll get upset, you know? And so more avoidant people tend to say, if you're not giving me exactly what I want, then it isn't, it isn't what I want. And guys do this with sex. They'll be like, I want to have a blowjob. I want that X times per week. And the woman may not want to give a blowjob. She may never have given blowjobs, right? She may have always thought that was pretty disgusting. And maybe she did it a couple times in the honeymoon stage, but really never again. And he's like, it has to be about the blowjob. It is the blowjob. That is what matters. But it isn't, you know, like to her, she doesn't have anything like that, let's say. She doesn't have any specific thing that he has to do in bed in order to make her happy. So then... It's really about the thing. It's about the blowjob. He wants what he wants. And to him, that's love. To her, working together with somebody so that we both have a nice encounter would be love. It's very, very different. And when these two types of people get together, there are empathic ruptures constantly because they're wired so differently. And both of them in therapy have to interrogate why they think like this. The person who wants exactly what they want a, either they, I mean, it's just like anything else. They were either raised exactly like that or the opposite. So they either got exactly what they wanted all the time. The mommy who cut up their, you know, sandwich exactly how they wanted and made them a special meal and all of this every second. And, or there's somebody who never got exactly what they wanted. They didn't even have enough food, right? So now their idea of being, you know, a happy adult is getting exactly what they want all the time. Whereas the other person never felt like either never felt like a parent was very attuned to them. So like a parent wouldn't have any idea what they want or like. And so therefore gifts were always terrible, even from the parent, or it was a parent that was highly attuned and highly sensitive who always thought of, Oh, you're somebody who likes sweaters. Well, I'm going to get you this super beautiful sweater from a brand you didn't even know existed, but now you're so happy about it. So if you have a parent like that, and then you're partnered with somebody who's like, just literally link me to what you want, I can't possibly think of it, then you feel very hurt. So two highly sensitive people partnered together is usually the best outcome for gift giving or two non-highly sensitive people partnered together who just give each other wish lists or say, let's not even get gifts, which is pretty common. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves? Like, well, why don't we just save money up for a vacation or something? Two non-highly sensitive people will do that, you know, and be like, whatever, who cares? I can buy what I want. And so it doesn't matter. Let's focus on getting gifts for the kids. And it won't be a lack of romance. These are the people where, you know, things feel kind of practical. It can be two avoidant people. It's not common, but there can be two avoidant people partnered together, more of a businessy relationship, and they just don't feel like that. Two highly sensitive people are always thinking about stuff that they could get for each other that would show that they really knew each other and understood each other. So this is gift giving is a very hard time for, for many couples that struggle with feeling like their partner really knows and or prioritizes them. And so a great conversation to have with your partner is why you either are or are not a person who likes wish lists and uh, why. But you would have to go back and introspect about why in the ways that I've told you. How did a parent treat gift giving? Did you feel really known as a child? Did you feel like you ever got exactly what you wanted or was it always kind of not what you wanted? How are you a romantic person or not? You know, how do you view gifts? Do you think that it's something that represents 
that somebody knows you well or do not even think of it like that until you listen to this podcast. You know, I mean, it's, it's such a fruitful topic. And when things are discussed like that, then there's not a lot of room for complete bitterness, you know, because you're trying to understand each other with open curiosity instead of just taking things super personally, like if he loved me more, then he would get me a better gift. What if he's never learned how to get anybody a gift? Because in their family, they didn't even do that. Or if she loved me more, she would just get me exactly what I wanted instead of some bullshit that I don't. Well, what about if in her family, that's how you show that you love somebody is, uh, you know, knowing them and introducing them to something a little bit, you know, different than in the same vein of what they would like, but even different. I mean, and people don't always get those right either. So like many women are like, oh, he likes lingerie, but the lingerie he likes is so slutty. I'll just get this really pretty nighty. And he looks at her and he's like, what is this thing out of Golden Girls, you know? And, and this is like, is she like trolling me right now? Like, this is so different. But to the woman, she like has no idea. She's like, oh, it's all lingerie. I'm doing a good job, right? And so these kind of ruptures can happen. And, and it's sad because they're really due to a basic misunderstanding of, of what is important to each person and what they're really looking for. So this would be a really good, you know, conversation to have before the holidays to inoculate yourselves against empathic ruptures developing over gift giving. And of course, if that feels outside of what you could do as a couple, then a couple's counselor can always help. I hope you guys found this to be an interesting topic. I do, and which is why I did it. And I will talk to everybody soon. Have a great day, guys.